This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin'. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Thursday. Soon to be the last day of the freaking week for the Troll Patrol. Tomorrow night will be the final Troll Patrol on a Friday. Sparkles will be here with me. We're going to be unveiling the brand new Freak Show logo. Apparently, I'm going to give Sparkles control of the show. We're going to see what she comes up with. I might try to get her drunk. The only problem with trying to get her drunk, though, is that usually we go and eat after the show. So she might not want to take a shot on on the stream. And also, she's she's very much a lightweight. Last time she drank with me was on Thanksgiving, and she's out here on my patio like, Woo, the world is spinning! <laughs> yeah. We'll see what happens tomorrow. It should be fun. But the programming note is that the Troll Patrol will be moving to Sunday night, starting August 1st. Yeah, you damn right. I gave myself a day off. The scheduling. Something like that. Warlord, what the fuck are you talking about? Mississippi is going to save the Union? I don't even know what story you're referencing. Mississippi is going to save the Union? Mississippi, I can't even spell Mississippi. And you think they're going to save the fucking Union? <laughs> By the end of the show. Oh, oh, yes, that decision. By the end of the show. We're going to check out a bat eating a banana, and it's going to be super cute. Oh, there's a rat in Parliament in Australia. Let's see if we can sniff him out. A woman on the beach was harassed for her bikini. We say that again. A woman on the beach was harassed for her bikini. She's not the only woman receiving harassment. They're down to one rat. <laughs> You're going to have to stick around to find out. That's called the tease. But the woman on the beach is not the only woman facing harassment for her clothing. Multiple instances. Like I think one's an Olympic team. Another is another. Another. But southernness is coming through. Another. Holy shit. Where'd that cat come from? <laughs> I'm not high enough for this shit. Fuck. Another team is like a beach volleyball team. Their short, their their bottoms were too long, and the Olympians' bottoms were too short. We're gonna get into all that. Another uh, another Olympian had to pull out. Usually, usually I'm a fan of pulling out, but like not this time. This is an a Libyan was denied, she, she's deaf, I believe it is, and she was denied her mother as a personal assistant. And she, it's caused her to pull out of the Olympics. Crazy shit. Plus, you know, Jill Biden is in Tokyo. We're going to talk about, um, oh, the neo-Nazis are making a comeback. The neo-Nazis that were behind the 2017 Unite the Right rally are making a comeback, trying to rehabilitate themselves. Seems like they're talking like eco-fascists this time. And people have been warning about that. That uh, the right is eventually going to agree with climate change. 
and then turn eco-fascist because of it. Also, we got a bakery that is going to apologize for making a cake that mocked cops. I don't know why you'd apologize for that. We're talking about Chicago gun violence. Because they had a wild week this week. I think it was like an eight-hour period where there's a mass shooting. Oh, it's Bob Dole's birthday. We're going to hear from Bob Dole and what he thinks. But starting off tonight, same as it is every night, Pinky, we're going to talk about the coronavirus. As cases continue to soar, Jen Psaki today at the White House press briefing was asked about breakthrough cases. Since we talked about the breakthrough case on the campus here and that you acknowledge there were additional breakthrough cases, can you give us now the number of breakthrough cases that have occurred uh, during the Biden presidency? Well, I would say first that um, our medical experts, our health experts, have been conveying from the beginning, as have we, that there would be cases of individuals who are vaccinated who uh, tested positive for COVID. Uh, There are 2,000 people who work on the campus. uh, And of course, that means that just statistically speaking, there will be people who are uh, vaccinated individuals who get COVID on the campus. Uh, What I announced yesterday or conveyed yesterday was what our policy would be moving forward. Um, But no, I don't think you can expect that we're going to be providing numbers of breakthrough cases. No. Really? That's not transparency to give us a number, not the names, but a number of these cases. You must have that information. Well, Kelly, I think, one, we're in a very different place than we were several months ago. And also, like, the numbers that we have on breakthrough cases are bound to be, like, an undercount, probably by a, as much as a third. Because, like, Sparkles, I'm pretty sure she had the COVID vaccinated. She didn't go to the, the fucking doctor or the health department. I told her that specifically. I'm like, we need that information. That data is incredibly important to know, you know, that people are still getting sick with the vaccine and exactly what the rates are. Uh, The vast, vast, vast majority of individuals who are vaccinated who get COVID will have will be asymptomatic or have mild cases. Oh, every individual uh, at this White House has wasn't exactly mild for sparkles. We have been very clear that we will be uh, transparent with anyone who has had close proximity contact with the president or any of the four principals as deemed by the White House medical unit uh, with all of you. And if they uh, if they approve having their name released, we will also release their names, but we will protect their privacy. That will be our policy moving forward. And we understand and agree that that is in the public interest. Now, we were referencing the number of breakthrough cases. New Jersey is reporting nearly 50 fully vaccinated residents have died from COVID-19. New Jersey health officials say that almost 50 fully vaccinated people have died from COVID-19, according to data through July 12th. This is only through July 12th. So this is before our current spike. A spokeswoman for the State Department of Health told the news outlet that all 49 people who died were over 50 years old. 30 were over 80 years old. So the majority of them were in the uh, mortality range. 13 people were between 65 and 79 years old. And 6 were between 
50 and 64 years old. The spokesperson also said many of the people who died had pre-existing conditions. 17 people had cardiovascular disease. Nine had cancer or other conditions that compromised their immune system. And seven had diabetes. Others had chronic conditions in the lungs, kidney, and liver. The number of vaccinated people who have died from COVID-19 represents a slight uptick since New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy announced on Monday that 31 inoculated people had died from the coronavirus, according to New Jersey Advance Media. Now, I do want to contrast that. While that sounds scary, I do want to contrast that with vaccine efficacy. Texas has seen nearly 9,000 COVID-19 deaths since February, all but 43. All but 43 were unvaccinated. That right there shows you the vaccines work and work incredibly well. What you doing, dude? Socrates just hanging out with me here. Of the 8,787 people who have died in Texas due to the COVID-19 since due to the COVID-19, like I say, the Netflix, the Facebook, due to the COVID-19 since early February, at least 43 were fully vaccinated, the Texas Department of State Health Services said. That means 99.5% of people who died due to COVID-19 in Texas from February the 8th to July 14th were unvaccinated. So, hey, right-wingers, I'm going to take your talking point and I'm going to turn it around on you. Why do you want to die from a disease that is 99.5% preventable? Assholes. The agency did not release details about the 43 deaths and noted that these are preliminary numbers which could change because each case must be conf- must be confirmed through public health investigations. Meanwhile, here in Alabama, Governor Meemaw, given her thoughts on vaccination, now, not going to change any of the public health policy here. She's running for re-election this year. Of the southern state Republican governors, last year, she wasn't exactly the worst wasn't the best, but she wasn't exactly the worst. But now this year, she is running for re-election. So she is going to act like every other asshole Republican. COVID because of unvaccinated folks. Almost 100% of the new hospitalizations are with unvaccinated folks. And the deaths are certainly occurring unvaccinated folks. These folks are choosing a horrible lifestyle, self-inflicted pain. We've got to get folks... Self-inflicted pain. The greatest weapon we have to fight COVID, there's no question about that. The data proves it. I've taken the shot back in December, most shots. And it's just the thing to do. So the unvaccinated is who we need to focus on. Y'all get them to start taking the shot. It's their job to take care of themselves and us as well. We can't do that for them. All we can do is everybody take the shot themselves. So encourage others to do likewise. 
person knows that there is a different reason behind vaccine. Ooh. Look, dude, no one on this stream has shied away from the lab leak. I have presented the evidence. I talked about it last night, I do believe. If not, it was the night before. That's not what we're talking about right now. Get with the program. Let's talk about idiot-ass Republicans dying from a 99.5% preventable disease. Let's actually hear from them in their beds. I might have to turn off my ad blocker. I had problems with this site. We're on CBS News. This was a CBS News piece this morning. Whatever CBS this morning is, I guess, their morning show. Fuck Liberty Mutual. Fuck their ads. We're going to watch the video here in a second. I tried to actually rip it off from the website so I wouldn't have to sit through the ads. It wouldn't let me. Fuck you, CBS. And boy, is it a spammy site. I will cover it. Tonight, we're not talking about that. I do the news every fucking night. I have a planned out show. I've never shied away from talking about the lab leak. I present the evidence. I do the research for the show, not you. You are not my producer. Do you understand? I will have a mod fucking ban you. Because you're just spamming the chat. All right, so now on to the CBS News piece. Get vaccinated, despite misinformation spread by right-wing commentators. Louisiana Congressman Steve Scalise, the number two House Republican, announced yesterday that he has received his first Pfizer shot, telling the Louisiana news site no... That we know of. It's possible that he's already been vaccinated. Blood.com, that the vaccines are safe and effective. Our lead national- I care about the lab leak to an extent, but I mean, right now we are talking about the more important issue, and that's the public policy here in the U.S. dealing with it. Good morning. This is the largest hospital in the state in terms of bed space, and they have more COVID patients here than any other hospital in the state. Get this. Over the weekend, they admitted 23 COVID patients in a 24-hour period. How big of a deal is that? They filled an entire floor of the hospital with 24 people, an entire floor. We were given unprecedented access to one of the COVID units in order to speak to some of the patients. I honest to God thought I walked my last day on this earth. I could not breathe. I just, all of a sudden, my lungs just didn't work. Paula Johnson was rushed here by ambulance. I have no comorbidities, nothing, never had a lung problem, don't smoke. Nothing. And it took my lungs and just, whew. I don't even know how to explain it. It's like it's like trying to breathe in and hitting a wall in like a second. Johnson is a pharmaceutical researcher who put off getting the COVID vaccine, but now she wants it. I'd say get the vaccine. Take the chance. It can't hurt. All it can do is alleviate some of the symptoms, even if it doesn't keep you from getting it. It'll at least help you get through it. Roughly one in three Louisianians are fully vaccinated. 
This week, the state's health department reported the highest number of COVID-19 hospitalizations since late February. Scott Rowe is one of them. Here I am recovering, getting out of here finally tomorrow. Am I going to get a vaccine? No. Uh, Let's go back and listen to that again. I'm recovering, getting out of here finally tomorrow. Am I going to get a vaccine? No. Um, Why not? Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? Now, he's not necessarily a right-winger. Because there's too many issues with these vaccines. This father, former baseball coach. I'm going to guess he is, though. And Hunter caught COVID, and then he developed pneumonia. Before you got sick, if you would have had a chance to get the vaccine and prevent this, would you have taken the vaccine? Nope. So you would have gone through this? I'd have gone through this, yes, sir. Don't shove it down my throat. That's what's local, state, federal administration is trying to do to shove it down your throat. What are they shoving? The science? I'd like to shove something down your throat, dude. No, they're shoving the fact that that's their agenda. The agenda is to get you vaccinated. You yes! Yes! So we can move on from this bullshit! So it doesn't mutate into something more deadly and wipe us all the fuck out! Your stupidity is a burden on the rest of us, sir! That's why we have an agenda to make sure everybody gets vaccinated! Because that's how it fucking works! know who Mr. Scalise is? I know who Steve Scalise is very well. Roe, who is a Republican, had not heard that Steve Scalise, the second... Oh, no shit, he's a Republican! No! Right-wingers are morons. ...ranking House Republican in Congress had stepped into the forefront yesterday as a vaccine proponent. We asked him to read the congressman's statement. He thinks it's safe and effective. And what's your reaction? Not proven. But does his opinion change yours? No, it does not. We are. We don't have any reported deaths from the vaccine. It is 99.5% effective. We've got the data. We just saw it. Uh, wasn't the number on. Uh, the Pfizer Moderna vaccines, wasn't it like 99.5 or 96 point something? Huh. It's even more effective than, than what the efficacy rate was on it. Weird. But it's not proven. It's not proven at all. We're either going to get vaccinated and end the pandemic, or we are going to accept death. Dr. Catherine O'Neill, chief medical officer at... And I'm, gonna, I'm not going to get to go to concerts this, this fall. ...does not mince words. We're a proud state. We are a state of people full of grit. So if you're pro-vax, you're going to tell everybody. If you're not, you're going to do the same thing. So how do we help find something that helps them come to the understanding that your community's going to die? Dr. O'Neill made the point, when it comes to talking to vaccine-hesitant or even anti-vax folks... You can't stop talking to them. She said, David, you can't talk down to them. You can't talk at them. 
but you gotta keep talking. I'll talk down to him. I'll talk down to him all day long. And sticking solely to the facts. Very good advice. Thank you very much, David. If you are anti-vax, you're fucking stupid. I'm talking down to you. I do not care. I know it is not a tactic for converting people to my viewpoint. I don't care. You're fucking stupid. Facts don't care about your feelings, snowflake. And I, I would hope that there is actually a segment of the right that might be persuaded. They like the, you know, the people that act confident. They like speaking their mind and being coarse and uh, you better not get offended. Or they say they do. Like it when Trump does it. They don't like it when a lefty does it. Trust me, I know. So here is from the, apparently there was a basketball game or something going on the other night. Some big deal. I, Sparkles and I, when we were in the restaurant the other day, I was like, oh, I guess the, the NBA finals are on or whatever. And we were watching it for 10 minutes before I realized we were watching the WNBA. I was like, oh, those are women. And it's not that, not that like anything uh, about the players or anything. I just don't know enough about sports. Because like, I was trying to like determine what teams. I was sitting far away from the TV. I was trying to determine what teams were playing. And I'm like, I think the Bucks and the Suns are in this, but don't, that don't look like their team colors. Yep, yeah, it's their agenda to get everybody vaccinated, so you know we can be over this, and the rest of us can go on with living our lives. But you know, we got shit like this going on. This was the NBA Finals. To begin the next chapter in their basketball journey. The NBA draft Thursday, July 29th at 8 p.m. on ABC and ESPN. Dr. Fauci is cringing at home as he's watching our game. And the dude's laughing next to him. Yes, I'm cringing at home right now as I'm watching this. Holy fuck, this is a super spreader event. Jesus. Dude, just, ah, <laughs> look at those fuckers. And now, I'm not going to follow up by telling you about the Lambda variant or the Delta Plus or anything. No, no, no. We're going to move on to other rare diseases here. Superbug fungus spread in two cities, health officials say. U.S. health officials said Thursday they now have evidence of an untreatable fungus spreading in two hospitals and a nursing home. The superbug outbreaks were reported in a Washington, D.C. nursing home and at two Dallas-area hospitals The CDC said a handful of the patients had invasive fungal infections that were impervious to all three major classes of medications. This is really the first time we've started seeing clustering of resistance in which the patients seem to be getting the infections from each other, said the CDC's Dr. Megan Lyman. The fungus... Candida... Candida oris is a harmful form of yeast that is considered dangerous to hospital and nursing home patients with serious medical problems. It is most deadly when it enters the bloodstream, heart, or brain. Outbreaks in healthcare facilities have been spurred when the fungus spread through patients 
spread through patient contact or on contaminated surfaces. Well, that's comforting. At least I I hadn't read the story before I pulled it up here. I thought it was going to be the uh, black mold from people who've had coronavirus that was spreading. But this is something completely different entirely. Shit. You guys got monkey? Monkeypox. More than 200 contacts tracked in U.S. for rare disease. Ooh. Ooh, I'm content warning, guys. I'm sorry. More than 200 people in 27 U.S. states are being tracked for possible rare monkeypox infections. They fear people may have come into contact with a Texas man who brought the disease in from Nigeria earlier this month. Holy shit. The man, believed to be the first monkeypox case in the U.S. since 2003, was taken to the hospital in a stable condition. So far, no new cases have been found. CDC says it is concerned passengers who were on board two flights the man may the man made may have been exposed to the disease. He flew into Atlanta from uh, Lagos, Nigeria, on the 9th of July before taking a flight to Dallas where he was hospitalized. The planet's trying to kill us. (laughs) Yes, the uh, Schrodinger's uh, viral infection that is both a hoax and also a bioweapon engineered by China in a lab that we need to take drastic action about. All right, I've scared you guys enough. Let's uh, let's talk about, you know, uh, infrastructure. Oh, shit, that might be scary, too. Remember, there are 40,000 bridges in this country that are structurally deficient. This was Biden... Uh, this is a meeting with union and business leaders. Business leaders, who, uh, and this is one of those meetings I've been looking forward to. Uh, they're not here to negotiate with one another. The good news is that they've been here negotiating. Well, you got business leaders in the room. The United States position is that you don't negotiate with terrorists. Negotiating, supporting what we're trying to get done on the infrastructure bill. And, uh, I know uh, that uh, we're looking for this bipartisan effort to get this infrastructure bill passed, as you all know, and I share my belief that uh, it's both in the interest of business and labor to get this done. And, uh, and it's, about, it's not about energy versus environment. It's not about business versus labor. It's all about... It's about Republicans obstructing the bill. Now, apparently... They think they're going to be able to move forward with the bipartisan bill. I don't think so. Manchin says he has a deal. I've been traveling the world lately and uh, back out where I used to spend a lot of time in the G7 and meeting with... Yeah, sorry about that, Tones. Poor Dallas. It seems like a really cool city. I've I've uh, I've not been to Dallas. I've been through Houston. To see whether we can get something done. I'm not joking about that. 
the single biggest issue in travel in the world, all of you. The fact is that they're trying to figure out whether we're so divided that we can't get something done. And, uh, but uh, I am convinced... It's not, it's not about we're so divided we can't get something done. It is that the Republicans, their default position is to oppose everything you do and to demonize you and call you a secret socialist or a secret communist and say that you're in bed with China. Do you not understand? I think he does. He has to. He's not a dumb man. He knows what he's doing. He is there to protect the neoliberal order. They're convinced now that we have an opportunity to make some real fundamental changes that generate growth in the future. You know, the days used to be that we were in a position where the United States invested more money in research. Huggy bug, I'm sorry. Like, be glad you didn't join us last night for the town hall. But I try to interject and yell a lot. I brought. I went over to sometimes uh, in the wee hours of the morning. I will venture into the chat at Echoplex, and a lot of times Dave will be like, "Hey, Justin, hop on." If he doesn't have anybody else with him, and last night was one of those days. I'm like, "You son of a bitch, I'm in," and I hopped on. We did a, a couple of hours, and um, I had a. I was going to talk about a point I made on the show last night, and I fucking forgot it. Lost my train of fucking thought. Something about Biden, wasn't it? Oh, I've gotten to the point. <laughs> I've gotten to the point to where, like, I talk over him more than I actually listen to him. It just kind of, he is not an enthralling speaker. And he also never says anything. He's not saying anything pertinent right now. Now they're number two. This is about a race for the 21st century. You know, uh, and uh, what we're doing here... Is- Speaking of number two, last night during the town hall, I called him a dried-up, crusted turd. And, and, and uh, urban to a uh, high-speed internet, repairing our roads and our bridges so that we can, in fact, uh, no longer be ranked number uh, nine or ten in terms of infrastructure in America. Back to what- we're that high? I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have guessed that. If you were to tell me, like, hey, Justin... Say where we're at in terms of infrastructure with the rest of the world. I would have been like, 22nd, 23rd? We used to, we used to lead the world. We're going to electrify our school buses and our transit systems. And we're going to build national charging networks for electric vehicles. But do I mean it? What the fuck are you talking about? Here's the problem with the difference between me and right-wingers is like... I criticize Biden. I criticize Biden all the goddamn time. But my criticisms are legitimate. Right-wingers just make up fucking bullshit. About Biden being a socialist or being sold out to China. It's absurd. And the problem is, you will go to any right-wing page. Go, I, I troll a lot of public officials, believe me. You go to like a Republican representative. Fucking the Republicans, the... People that vote for Republican representatives never criticize them, ever. People in the Democratic Party criticize the fuck out of our officials. That's the problem. 
So why don't you spend less time talking about how Democrats are evil, and why don't you start like assessing what is wrong with the Republican Party? Because there's a hell of a lot. But your fucking blind spot is what is destroying the country. Yes, none of us wanted Biden. I didn't vote for Biden. I did everything I could in every election that I've been involved in since I've been an adult to make sure that Biden wasn't the nominee. Unfortunately, the candidate that I get behind in the primary pretty much every time gets screwed over. But I mean, like in 2008, I knew Mike Gravel didn't have a chance, but come on. My candidate in 2004 was Howard Dean, and we did get screwed over on that one. He might have actually been able to beat Bush. Now, there's a whole debate about Howard Dean and his uh, activities since then and his coziness with the healthcare industry. But at the time, we couldn't have gotten a better president than Howard Dean. Service price. You got four hundred thousand. Uh, I mean, there's just a whole lot we can do that's going to put a lot of people to work, and it's going to improve the life of a lot of people. We can update our power grid, which, as you saw, what happened in Texas last year. There's a lot we can do. It's going to generate a lot of. What ain't going to help anybody in Texas? Um, and uh, we're ready. Um, and uh, we're going to. We have to win the comp. We really do. This is not hyperbole. We have to win the competition for the 21st century. That's really what's at stake, and I think you all know that. And that's what the bipartisan infrastructure. I like I, competition with the 21st century. What he's talking about is that saber rattling towards China. If, if, right-wingers, if you want to compete with China going forward, the way you do it is investment in infrastructure. That's, that is how China is kicking our ass right now. Anytime their economy softens, they spend a shit ton of money in infrastructure. It lifts more people out of poverty, and it, it creates a boost to their economy. They've got it right. No, instead, here in our country, when the economy lags, we throw money at the banks. Then we let it crash, and then we bail out those industries. Results in a hell of a lot of suffering. And believe me, I'm the first to admit Biden's place in that suffering. I don't I don't understand. I think AOC was the one that said, like, how in any other country, Joe Biden and AOC wouldn't be in the same party. Myself and Joe Biden wouldn't be in the same party. The problem is, is the only other viable alternative in this country is a fascist, white supremacist party. So I have to fight against it and then fight in the intra-party fights inside the Democratic Party to help move it to the left. So let's go on to talk about the January 6th commission, speaking of Republicans being... Fucking fascist. Ugh. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. A little press conference where he's, he's clearly proud of himself. I don't think he's made the right... 
If I was, as a communications expert, if I was hired by the Republicans to tell them what to do in this situation, I don't think he made the right move. Taking my partisan hat off to accomplish their goals. I think they're going to look fucking shitty through all of this. And the fact that the Democrats have Liz Cheney with them hurts his cause saying it's partisan. Now, I know they're going to call her a rhino all day long, but her dad helped shape the modern Republican Party. In your view, what is so wrong with having uh, Liz Cheney and potentially Adam Kinsey or serve on the select committee? Potentially they could provide some level of... AOC and Ilan Omar have never said anything anti-Semitic. That is a lie. Ban him. Stop coming in my chat and lying and slandering, slandering good women. Fuck off. Ban him. This rhetoric from the right is going to result in violence towards women who do not deserve it. They do not deserve the vitriol that gets thrown on them for political gain. In service of the status quo. Go fuck yourself, dude. You are literally a piece of shit. Fuck. Right-wingers are fucking morons. You, you know it, and we predicted it back at the very beginning. This is a sham committee that's just politically driven by Speaker Pelosi. When we proposed to do a commission back in Well, first of all, you don't get to propose anything. You're not in the majority. They gave you the opportunity to have equal say on the commission, and you threw a fit like a little baby. Then you tried to sabotage this one. She allows you to have five picks. You choose two people... One that might have been involved, Liz Cheney, implied that he's going to be called as a witness. The other one has been talking nonsense rhetoric about how, oh, we ought to be investigating BLM over the summer. No, motherfuckers, the same people that attacked the Capitol were the same motherfuckers that were causing violence over the summer to try to paint BLM and Antifa as violent. I can show you the proof. What's up, Cricks? Glad to have you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm fired up tonight. I just, I don't like to ban people from the chat, but we had somebody coming in here just like dumping bullshit on here. I, and I think it's somebody that had already been banned and created another account. Or at least Adam seemed to have that thought. So I, I don't feel bad that I had to just toss out uh, a bag of trash. All right, back to... Kevin McCarthy. January, she said no. She just wanted to make it political. You made it political the entire time. I don't think anybody in America. I am not high enough for this shit. What a sham this committee is and how politically driven. For her to pick and choose who can serve on. To say that the ranking member of judiciary who uh, would have jurisdiction cannot serve. 
when she decides that Jim Banks, who served his nation in the Navy and I think we might have just gotten a raid. He can't serve here. Welcome Raiders, if that's what happened. I don't know for sure. Chair of the committee that believes Republican... Do you join us and take some rips? ...are equal to terrorists, just dropped a lawsuit against the president and objected to the electors when it came to the election of George Bush. I think even you would understand that. Yes, sir. Whoa, 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 whoa. They objected to the electors with George W. Bush because George W. Bush didn't win the election. The Electoral College or the popular vote didn't win the election. The Supreme Court of... The Supreme Court put a stop to the counting in Florida. I about said the Florida Supreme Court. I believe the way the decision went, it's been a while since I brushed up on this, was that the Florida Supreme Court put a stop to the count. They took it up to the U.S. Supreme Court, and the U.S. Supreme Court let the decision stand. Um, I laid out to the president what I thought a bipartisan infrastructure bill would look like. The first thing you'd have to do is agree on what it, what infrastructure means. Roads, bridges, highways, broadband, and uh, airports. I think we would then look at the need of the nation. We'd want to make sure we could make some reforms with NEPA and others so you, you wouldn't wait a decade to build these so your money would go further. Um, and I think we could find compromise there. The most difficult part is at that moment in time when they did get an agreement. The president said there was an agreement, but in the same day he said, no, I still need the other $3 trillion. You just listen. Well, they get to do that. They are they are in the majority. You don't get to renege on the one piece of legislation because they're going to pass another one without you through reconciliation. Stories. Since this new administration and Democratic majority, they proposed a bill with a nice title, but it has nothing to do with it. We watched what they did back at the beginning of the year. That's all Republicans ever do going to it but now we have inflation um oh my god oh my god i want to bring this up again i had this argument with a dumb fuck earlier today ah shit hold on So here is a right-wing blog from 2019 talking about Trump's tariff on lumber in 2017. Trump's tariffs mean higher home prices and big gains in lumber. This is a right-wing blog, America's number one source for smarter, safer, and more profitable investing. February 11th, 2019. This is a blog talking about how Trump's tariffs on lumber are going to cause an increase in prices. And that it's a good thing. Flip that, here we are six months into the Biden administration. I have to listen to right-wingers tell me that lumber prices are skyrocketing and that it's Joe Biden's fault. I keep asking them exactly what economic policy has Joe Biden instituted that would cause inflation. Because at this moment in time, the Federal Reserve Chair is a Trump appointee. At this moment in time, we are operating under a Trump budget. The fiscal year in the United States starts in October. We are on a Trump budget. We have a Trump appointee 
at the Federal Reserve, and here are right-wingers saying that Trump tariffs are actually going to cause lumber prices to go higher and that it's a good thing. But now I've got to listen to them say that Biden caused it and it's a bad thing. And people wonder why I fucking call right-wingers morons. It's because they are. I would hope Kevin McCarthy knows better. But that means I'm being charitable by calling them morons because the other reading is that they're just fucking lying and evil. McCarthy might be that stupid, though. Infrastructure bill. No, they, 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 they don't. They don't have. They don't. Even they tell you they can't vote on it yet because they don't have one. I think it matters in the details. I think a trillion dollars is a lot of money, so I'd like to see the details. But in the concept of a structure of putting one together, I'd like to do that. Yes, ma'am. I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. I'm right here. Oh, he thinks he's a fucking comedian, too. Jesus. Look, our, our main... The news. ...sure that we stop the runaway inflation the Democrats have caused. The idea of securing our borders. The runaway inflation that the Democrats have caused... I just showed you where they were praising Trump doing it. Of making sure the crime that is rising in California be, uh, throughout the entire nation because of defunding the police. Uh, it's frustrating, yes, Bisky. I'm sorry. But it's what I do. It, it, he's a performative asshat. But I do, the, unlike, unlike other people, I do the news while getting incredibly high and yelling and calling people dumb fucks. So if that's your thing, please stick around. We'll look at it. Yes. I also take phone calls, get in the Discord. If a right-wing moron wanders in here and tries to argue with me, we have fun times. It's, 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 it's a blast. I loved Trump. I was such a huge fan of Donald Trump up until the moment that he ran for president. <laughs> I used to love his big dumb ass going on late-night talk shows and David Letterman making fun of him. But, like, what reasonable person wouldn't like Donald Trump? He's a child rapist. He violated the Constitution numerous times. <laughs> so, I would like, I argue that uh, anyone who supports Trump is either really misinformed or is just a shitty person. I do not like people who have right side no, uh, that is that is not at all. I have a disdain for people who promote propaganda and misinformation. I um I really and also like I'm probably better than most people at arguing for points from the right. What what kind of what kind of policy would uh? Would you argue for Bisky? What's important to you? 
What's, what's your motivating issue? Not only am I willing to have a conversation, I beg, beg right-wingers to come on. They block me. I'm, I'm serious. Okay, well, let me explain why you're wrong on the abortion issue. Are you, are you willing to listen to me? That's that's fine that you're you're against abortion personally. The reason why uh, you're not allowed to legislate that is because I believe that bringing a child into this world in less than ideal circumstances is child abuse, and you can't change my mind. You can't change my mind on that, and that's a morality call, right? So there's no there's no subjective. Right or wrong answer. My viewpoint and your viewpoint are just as valid. Therefore, the only just position is pro-choice. Simple. Well, I, I don't. That's not. That's not the issue. I am from Appalachia, where the teen pregnancy rate is sky high. And when my teenage niece got pregnant at 16, I believe it was. She doesn't talk to me anymore because of what I'm getting ready to tell you. My first reaction was, well, you need to have an abortion. Because the last thing this world needs is another unwed, uneducated teen mom from Appalachia. It's a burden... On my knees, she's not going to get to experience life the way she should. And there's no reason not to delay pregnancy. A 16-year-old should not be getting pregnant. I believe a 16-year-old bringing a child into this world is child abuse. A 16-year-old does not have the ability to care for that child or the wherewithal or the... I think you should... I think you should force a 16-year-old, a 17-year-old to have abortion. That should be like the state law. Okay, cool. Well, the the person in eastern Kentucky who was suffering from extreme poverty might also... How did you phrase it? The person suffering from extreme poverty in Appalachia might also go on to have a great impact on society. So how about we deal with the people that are actually on the planet and care for them as opposed to a a lump of cells that... Do not feel pain, do not have a consciousness, do not have a memory. It is a blob of cells. I don't I don't care that it's not a blob of cells to you. You can't legislate your morality. It's totally fine for you to be anti-abortion. That's cool. You can't legislate that. You you understand that, right? And also, a lot of people use the abortion. I want you. I want you to understand the abortion issue. The Republican Party uses the abortion issue to portray themselves as pious to pull one over on you. I'm going to read from you. Read to you a post here. I I like to quote it often. I can't say it. I am quite the eloquent speaker, but I can't say it better than this guy. I believe he was a preacher. 
or he is a preacher. I can't say it better than him, so listen closely. This is from Dave Barnhart. The unborn are a convenient group of people to advocate for. They never make demands of you. They are morally uncomplicated. Unlike the incarcerated, addicted, or the chronically poor, they don't resent your condescension or complain that you are not politically correct. Unlike widows, they don't ask that you uh, uh, question the patriarchy. Unlike orphans, they don't need money, education, or child care. Unlike aliens, they don't bring all that racial, cultural, and religious baggage that you dislike. They allow you to feel good about yourself without any work at creating or maintaining relationships. And when they are born, you can forget about them because you cease to be unborn. It's almost as if, by being born, they have died to you. You can love the unborn and advocate for them without, a, without substantially challenging your own wealth, power, or privilege, without reimagining social structures, apologizing, or making reparations to anyone. They are, in short, the perfect people to love if you want to claim you love Jesus, but actually dislike people who breathe. Prisoners, immigrants, the sick, the poor, widows, orphans, all of the groups specifically mentioned in the Bible, they all get thrown under the bus for the unborn. So there you go. I've explained to you from every different scenario why your position is wrong. Now you're totally in the right to be against abortion for yourself. You can't force that decision on others. Hey, Smokey. The only just position is pro-choice. Period. End of story. And, And I am proud. Man, that's a weird way to put it. I stand behind my decision. It wasn't my decision. That's a weird way to put it. Uh, The decision my girlfriend made eighteen years ago. God damn, I'd have a kid that's eighteen. The decision that my girlfriend and her mom made 18 years ago was the correct one. Not meant to be given life, that doesn't... There is no meant. You can't bring God into... I don't give a fuck about your God. That's the first thing. I can disprove any human conception of God using a logical proof. But that that has nothing to do with a discussion of public policy anyway. Fuck your God. Leave leave him at home. If you don't want to get laughed out of the discussion, we are a secular country. The idea of meant to be given life just makes me laugh. That's fucking stupid. So, hey, Biscuit, I pointed it out to you from a preacher. 
I believe he's a preacher. You're not being Christ-like when you talk about abortion. You are doing the opposite. You are trying to act pious and not upholding religion. And, and, by the way, if you have a religious reason for being against abortion, turn the other fucking cheek! Have you not read the goddamn Bible? You are supposed to turn the other cheek? You are supposed to love everybody as if they were as if they were your own or as if they were yourself whatever the fucking phrase was and you're not supposed to judge people but that's all fucking Christians do you're not a Christian I don't I don't understand I can disprove any human conception of God I don't give a shit what God you believe in? Well, so if you're if you're gonna if if we're gonna argue theology here, you're gonna have to tell me what religion you do believe in, so I can use that against you too. But I'm not I'm not as well versed on Islam, Judaism. I might be able to pull something out. Dude, I don't I don't care about your beliefs. Your beliefs do not matter in a public policy discussion. Do you understand that? And it's infuriating. And that's another thing. Countries, if if your concern is lowering abortion rates, we know for a fact that outlawing abortion doesn't do that. What does do that is is Easy access to care, a robust sexual education program. Oh, oh, you're not going to change your beliefs when I'm being rude to you. I don't give a fuck. I am telling you the facts. If you don't want to change your beliefs because you don't like the way I said the facts to you, you can go fuck yourself. I do not care. Facts don't care about your feelings, snowflake. You, you came to the wrong stream. So leave that faux outrage about decorum here. You came onto a stream called the Troll Patrol. And I have been awfully patient and have done a very good job of explaining to you why you are wrong. You have not provided any kind of counter-argument. Now, we are at the point, if you would like to continue this discussion with me, you're going to have to give me a ring-a-ding-ding, or you're going to have to get in the Discord. And we can talk all about abortion. I know where other people are coming from. I, What I am saying is anybody on here talking about abortion is acting pious. For political gain. You're a fucking fraud and I see through you. That's my point. I do not care about your beliefs. You are wrong. The only just position is pro-choice. And the abortion discussion is just a red herring away from the, the matters that I actually want to talk about. 
I want to talk about workers' rights. I want to talk about infrastructure. I want to talk about policy that matters. But right-wingers are absolute fucking idiots that want to talk about culture war bullshit. Well, guess what? I have zero tolerance for it. I was incredibly nice, explained it calmly, without making demeaning jokes or being condescending. At that point, you should have been like, oh, that's correct. I accept that. You're right. The only just position in terms of public policy is pro-choice. I don't give a fuck about changing your position. Do not care one bit. That's, that's where you're wrong. And also, I don't think you're coming in this in good faith. I never said you hate women. If you wanted compassion, you came to the wrong stream. That's not me. I'm a stand-up comedian who calls people dumb fucks. I'm Jimmy Dore, but smart. Feel me here? So I'm not going to say things in a polite way. Now, do you have anything else to talk about when it comes to the abortion issue? I think I've made my point perfectly clear. Will you be joining us on the phone line or in the Discord? Oh, I I guarantee that there is no stream like this. I'm counting on it. I'm a very unique brand. But now I I don't give a shit about streams or anything. Okay, underage. Um you're in an 18 plus stream, first of all. You, you had to click a little agreement that said you were over 18 in order to get in my stream. I know this for a fact. Don't come at me like, oh, I'm underage. You yelled at me. Now, would you like to have a discussion with me? Yes, you did. You clicked you agree that you were 18 or over to get in my stream. I promise you. I am aware that I have it set there. But I don't I don't give a shit about agreements and streams or or compassion or whatever. I I'm I want you to say, "Yes, I understand what you're talking about. When it comes to public policy, the only just position is pro-choice because I prove that to you." So I would I would like this acknowledgement before we move on and make more fun of, of Kevin McCarthy, which we may not even watch the rest of this video. It's been painfully boring. Do you do you get what I'm talking about? Why your position on public policy is invalid? I want this acknowledgement. Do 
because matters of morality can't be legislated. And you damn sure shouldn't want them legislated if you want to live in a free society. And as the chat pointed out, if your concern is lowering the abortion rate, the last thing you do is ban abortion. Countries where abortion is widely available and easy to access with robust sexual education programs have the lowest abortion rates. Yeah, when you make an abortion illegal, you basically just say rich people have access to it and others don't. You're only making it illegal for poor people. That's kind of eugenics. And that's and that's why that's the Republican policy. And make no mistake about it, we have seen it time and time and time again that Republican politicians, as soon as they knock up their mistress, call for them to have an abortion. Donald Trump did it. Oh, huh. That's weird. Maybe there's not maybe there's not a thing you have to click through, but I like I I know I have it set to like this is an 18 plus stream. Cuz you know, I might you know, show you a little titty. But the chat rules are if you're going to try to derail the stream, you got to like call in. All right, let's keep going on the January 6th commission. Let's hear from Tacky Carlson. <laughs> I, I'm doing this stream with good intentions to try to educate people. I, I laid it all out for you. I'm sorry you're wrong and you don't like my style. Give a shit. Sorry. If you know any other dumb fucks that would like to argue with me, please send them my way. Here is Tucker Carlson from last night, I believe. Electoral College. The House Sergeant at Arms received an urgent message. The message came from the man who at the time ran the Capitol Police Department, Stephen Sund. Sund wanted National Guard troops to stand guard around the perimeter of the Capitol complex. Sund knew, as everyone in official Washington knew, that an enormous protest against Electoral College certification was about to take place. Yes, the feds knew. Yet for reasons that are not clear, the Sergeant at Arms refused that request. Then on January 6th, Interesting, isn't it? ...thousands of protesters did arrive in Washington. As that crowd grew and became unruly, Stephen Sund made five more urgent requests for soldiers at the Capitol. Sund was still begging for reinforcements as protesters breached the doors and roamed the halls of the building. And yeah, seems like it was an inside job, doesn't it, Tuggy? single one of Stephen Sund's requests for help was rejected. But why? Why'd that... Why? January 6th is one of the most discussed events in modern American history. I would assume it has Trump's fingerprints all over it. why that happened. No one has explained it. Nancy Pelosi knows why it happened. She could tell us why it happened if she felt like it. 
The sergeant at arms reports directly to Nancy Pelosi. She's the Speaker of the House. And yet, repeatedly, Pelosi has worked. That's not true. That is not true at all. And Pelosi had no say whatsoever in this decision. To stop any inquiry whatsoever into the state of security at the Capitol on January 6th. In fact, the very next day, on January 7th, Pelosi forced Stevenson to resign from the Capitol Police. Oh, yeah, he kind of failed. Mis- you just, you just. I mean, his requests were denied. He made the request. Uh, I... What exactly is going on here? Congress's new January 6th committee was supposed to tell us what's going on here. Yeah, but Republicans are doing everything they can to obfuscate it. Point of having the obfuscate it. Heard that again and again, and yet it turns out that Nancy Pelosi has no intention of revealing everything she knows about January sixth. So she has turned that committee into yet another instrument of cover up. Today, Pelosi banned two Republican members of Congress from serving on the committee. They are Jim Jordan of Ohio and Jim Banks of Indiana. What did they do wrong? Well, the first thing that Jim Jordan did wrong was he covered up sexual assault at Ohio State University. Those two specifically seem most likely to ask questions about January 6th that Pelosi did not want to discuss. Nope, 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 nope. Jim Jordan is apparently going to be called as a witness, so that's why he has been booted. And uh, the other dude, I forget his name, um... He was on Fox News talking about how, like, oh, we need to investigate BLM and blah, 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 instead. They pushed for openness, so she booted them. That is not at all. Capital today. Pelosi did not even bother to deny. That's why she did it. No! What was it about Jordan and Banks in particular? Because Nels also voted to overturn the election. That was not the criterion, as I told you yesterday. Yeah, what was the criteria? Did you talk to those two members, Banks and Jordan? Representative Banks, I'm sorry. My statement, Pelosi commanded. So we did. We read Pelosi's statement, and it offered no explanation for why she banned Banks and Jordan. We all know it. We know why she did. Because of all the Republicans on the committee, those two were by far the most likely to press for answers. Even Pelosi's lieutenants are not denying that's why they were kicked off the committee. Here's Virginia Congresswoman Nancy Spanberger today on MSNBC. And fuck Spamberger. This commission has to be set up to be a serious endeavor. Our capital was attacked on January 6th. I think it is absolutely... Pelosi planned the capital attack. (laughs) 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 Fuck! Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? Not only stupid, not only fools, the dumbest... Fox walking the planet. Republican come to that commission as an American first, as a person with fidelity and focus on the constitutional duty that is ours, uh, that we swore when we were uh, sworn in just days before that attack on the Capitol. Did you follow that? So if you want to know why officials <laughs> directly to Nancy Pelosi repeatedly turned down security at Anyone that thinks the election is rigged is a dumb fuck. The Capitol on January 6th, even after protesters were inside the doors of the Capitol, if you want to know what the hell that's about, you're un-American. You're a traitor. You hate the country. In fact, you may be a white... Pelosi is not in charge of the Capitol Police. 
Anyone saying that is an idiot and a liar. Premises to insurrectionist yourself, so be careful. That's the official position of congressional Democrats tonight. Remember when they told us that they would unite the country if they ever took power? Looks like they didn't mean it. So it's fair to wonder what else they are lying about and covering up. Turns out there's still an awful lot of things. Oh yeah, I don't watch current events at all. Despite all the talking about it. For example, why is the Justice Department... Okay, yes, Tones is correct. ...thousands of hours of surveillance footage from the Capitol that day? What could possibly be on that tape that we're... All right, let Free Press know the rules. If you're gonna, if you're gonna try to... Get off track in the chat. You got to call in or you got Discord. Happy to have a conversation with you. Political protesters in the neck for trespassing? If I, if I know nothing, please call in and let me know. Educate me. Does that same standard apply to... Be- the Arizona audit? <laughs> and most critically of all, what role did the FBI play that day? That's a good question. for certain. That they were FBI enforced. Oh, he's talking about the cyber ninjas on it. The one looking for bamboo. <laughs> others to break the law. Don't pretend the FBI. Not, not the actual audits that prove there were no fraud. No, 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 no. The bullshit partisan one. Michigan for political effect. We'll have details on that in a moment. So, what exactly was the FBI's role in January 6th, and why can't I? He brings up the Michigan plot. I've been thinking about that all goddamn day. That was a wild story. I can't wait to see what comes out during court with that. With some prodding, Republicans might have asked about some of this. None of these are trick questions. They're not even partisan questions. They're entirely fair questions, and they're important. Every American... Oh, absolutely. Well, his audience is children. ...hear them immediately. January 6th is being used as a pretext to strip millions of disfavored Americans of their core constitutional rights. Wait, what?! the most aggressive crackdown on civil liberties in our lifetime that is not a- we are but it has nothing to do with the people that attack the capital holy fuck seriously it's astounding and this is like it's a mountain of bullshit and there are times i get off this show like wow it's just it's insurmountable I don't believe Biden won. I know it. Fucking shit. Yeah, like a, like access to abortion, trans rights. Okay, they're trying to ban the teaching of anything racial from the civil rights movement to the actual KKK in Texas schools. I just, oh man. I just want to talk about infrastructure and and actual policy and i have to combat right-wing bullshit i have to spend 30 minutes trying to explain why you're an idiot about abortion yeah biden won and fuck biden fantastic way to sum it up it was a sad day when biden was elected president but it would have been catastrophic if Trump had been reelected, I still, I can't believe he was elected the first time. And I, right wingers, like it's exhausting. The emperor has no clothes. You guys don't have policy. The things you say are nonsense. And you're just, you're doing it to distract us from the actual problems with this country, which are that rich people are fucking us over. 
Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, they're sucking just vast amounts of wealth by exploitation out of our economy. And they want you arguing with me about this shit. They want to demonize education because and call me an elitist. I get that a lot. Oh, you're an elitist. I, I scoff at that. I'm the grandson of a UMW miner from eastern Kentucky. I'm from one of the poorest areas of this country. I get called an elitist because I have a college degree. Why would they want why would they want you to be upset with me? Because if you listen to me, you're gonna find out I make sense. But if you come in here just spewing their nonsense, I'm going to yell at you and call you a dumb fuck, and then you're going to get your panties in a wad, and you're going to run away. But you should stay, and you should listen. And you should actually understand. Biden is not the best the Democrats have. That's stupid. He was the person the oligarchs agreed on. They did everything they could to stop Bernie Sanders. And I do not understand why right-wingers are trying to fight with me. If, if, if you are concerned about, like, say, Facebook and Twitter and corporate censorship, if you are concerned about corporate power, why the fuck did you guys not unite with us and get Bernie elected? Why did you, why did you not help us Disrupt the Democratic... The Democratic Party establishment wanted Biden and got Joe Biden. Why didn't you help us make sure Bernie was elected to stick it to the Democrats you hate so much? Why? Who's who's Biden's puppet master? The fuck are you talking about? This is what I'm saying. Right-wingers don't have legitimate critiques. You want to talk about Biden's puppet masters? He was known as the senator from MBNA when he served in the Senate. MBNA, I don't know, I don't know which banking company bought MBNA. They got sucked up by Bank of America or, or some shit like that. Wells Fargo maybe. He even made mention of it last night at the town hall. He's from Delaware, where they've got more corporations registered than any other state. Little tiny-ass Delaware, because Joe Biden is a hardcore capitalist. (laughs) Bernie Sanders is in it for the money! Holy fuck, you have to be an idiot! You have to be an idiot to think that Bernie Sanders is in it for the money! And what, there is a Trump supporter coming in here telling me Bernie Sanders is in it for the money? Fuck off! Simultaneously, Bernie Sanders is a communist and also in it for the money. Holy shit, do you know how stupid you sound? I wish you people could feel embarrassment. Holy fuck. And you wonder why I call right-wingers morons. You're all fucking stupid.
stupid. If you really believe that, seriously, you're an idiot. Open a book. Learn something. Fucking Christ. I was talking about wealth inequality with a right winger today. And he's like, oh, you're jealous of rich people. I explained everything. I'm like, the U.S. already learned this lesson once. Pick up a book about 1929. Understand what has happened. What the fuck does that even mean? She's in it for the money. What does that mean? And if she's in it for the money, shouldn't you fucking like her? Free press, this is your final warning. If you would like to continue this discussion, you have to call in 917-830-4359 or you can get in the Discord. The link is in the description of whatever platform you're watching on, which seems to be Twitch. Otherwise, we are moving on with the show. I love to argue, but you don't get to just fucking type messages all night. You got to call in. You've clearly got a lot to say. I, lo- I I believe in free speech. Unlike dumb fuck right-wingers, let me tell you, they do not take open calls. There is no right-wing show that takes open calls. Believe me, I know, because anyone that existed is now off the air after I called. But here I am. I'm wide open. I take on anybody. I'll let dumb fucks talk for two hours. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to be better about that. The chat needs to let me know. Like, hey, this call has gone on too long. Cause like I try to like I want to let them, I want to let them fucking spew their stupid shit. Not gonna take me up on it. Free press. It don't get much freer than this over here on, on the Troll Patrol. They're like threats of violence. It's pretty much wide open. Now, the chat is not going to put up with, you know, racism, anti-Semitism, trans shit. If you're going to say something that's going to upset a a trans person I care about, I'm probably going to hang up on you and call you a dumb fuck and cuss you up and down. Other than that, I'm pretty wide open. Take shots at me, make fun of me. God damn, I love it when people make fun of me. Now, I didn't when I was younger. I think that's a secure, an, an, an insecurities issue. As I got older and more confident in myself, I, I fucking love it when people make fun of me. Oh, God damn. Facts. Free press, I don't even want to talk to you. Fuck off. You're stupid. Not an exaggeration. Yet thanks to Nancy Pelosi, the January 6th committee will now operate the way she would like America to operate as a one party. Exactly, exactly. It's a perfect illustration of how they talk out of both sides of their asses. Bernie Sanders was both doing it for the money and living frugally in his mom's basement until the 40s. Jesus. McCarthy understandably pulled the remaining Republicans. I wish you people could feel embarrassment, you stupid fucks. ...on the commission in order to lend her dwindling credibility to Nancy Pelosi's power grab. That is Liz Cheney of Wyoming. Liz Cheney knows that she's coming to the end of the road. Cheney's own voters despise her. Her career in Congress is over. So what next? Well, like her friend Bill Crystal before her... I, I, I am looking forward to Cheney's race. 
in 2022 if she even if she runs again I don't know if she's announced that she'll run again if she's planning on it or not if one of you guys would like to check that for me that would be super cool but I think like the best bet for her me as a communication specialist speaking as giving advice to Cheney as if she was my client Run as an independent. You got a far right nut job that's going to be on the on the Republican side. It's Wyoming. I don't know. Is there even a Democrat that's going to fucking challenge her? There's a Democrat in the race. You stand a shot at fucking splitting the vote. It's a small state. That's her best bet. Stay. I don't think she stays in as a Republican. She'll get primaried. It's a next chapter plan. She'll find some billionaire to fund her push for pointless foreign wars. That's the one thing she believes in. Sucking up to fellow neocon Nancy Pelosi might help with that. So she's doing it. The rhetoric. Fellow neocon Nancy Pelosi. So. Well, if Pelosi and Cheney are neocons... Shouldn't Tucker like... I'm so fucking confused. I... ...that we have heard from the minority leader is disingenuous. Uh, The attack on this building uh, on January 6th was the worst attack on this Capitol uh, since 1814. It was an attack on our Constitution. Today, the speaker objected to two Republican members. She accepted three others. She objected to two, one of whom may well be a material witness to events that led to that day. Wait a minute. Tucker was like, we don't know. We don't know. Why are they not on the commission? We don't know. And then plays Liz Cheney laying it out perfectly why they are not on the commission or committee. Led to January 6th. Uh, I uh, agree with what the speaker has done. So if January 6th was the most dastardly attack on the Capitol building in more than 200 years, a period that has seen bombings and shootings, a lot of them, in the Capitol. But if January 6th was the single worst, then why can't we know the answers to the basic questions we just asked? That's a question for Liz Cheney. If it's that important, why are you hiding that information? What's the answer? That's what the the committee is for. You're disingenuous. One party. What will it look like? We'll think MSNBC with subpoena power. On Tuesday, Pelosi will... But it's not one party. Pelosi herself used one of her picks on Cheney. There's three other Republicans that are willing to see. I guess the other those three aren't actually going to serve on the committee now. But Cheney's still on. I don't know. I don't exactly know what's, what's going to happen. Call a Capitol Police officer called Harry Dunn. Dunn will pretend to speak for the country's law enforcement community. And, but it turns out... And boy howdy, they fucking back the blue. Just just like they support the troops until the troops say something they don't like. They back the blue until the blue says something they don't like. Or they stand in the way of, you know, insurrection. Dunn has very little in common with your average cop. Dunn is an angry left-wing political activist. He doesn't, he, he doesn't make sense. I was so just like... I don't watch cable news other than what we do here on the show. I'm 
I didn't understand what he was talking about in order to even relay that message to you, have some kind of commentary on it. I was befuddled by what Tucker, the point he was even making. And usually I can argue right-wing points better than right-wingers can. I don't... What in the fuck? Screenshot. Praise, not coincidentally, for Nancy Pelosi. Nancy- Let's go back. Let me hear that. Let me hear the thing about the Capitol cop again. If it's that important, why are you hiding that information? What's the answer? And of course, she doesn't have one. Speaking of disingenuous. So the committee will proceed with one party. What will it look like? We'll think MSNBC with subpoena power. On Tuesday, Pelosi will call a Capitol police officer called Harry Dunn. Dunn will pretend to speak for the country's law enforcement community. But it turns out Dunn has very little in common with your average cop. Dunn is an angry left-wing political actor. He's a cop. It's all he has to have in common with cops. I... Hockey! Social media feeds are full of praise, not coincidentally, for Nancy Pelosi. Here's a picture of the two of them together. Racism is so American, Harry Dunn wrote in one post, that when you protest it, people think you're protesting America. Hashtag, leave it to whites to oh, yeah. what is racist. Hashtag, I stand with Elon Omar. Hashtag, squad. Harry Dunn, ladies and gentlemen. Just another... Were those, were those hashtags there? They're not there. That's not the actual screenshot of his tweet. Weird for for him to leave it. There were other hashtags there that Tucker didn't want to show us. I wonder what they were. Seriously. Well, it is. It is to his viewers. It's just like the person in the chat was like, Oh, you don't know what AOC. They don't even... They don't even make an argument. That's how you know that they just spend all their time in this right-wing echo chamber. They just have phrases that they jack each other off when they say them. And then they come in here and they expect us to react the same way. Like we're, we're Pavlovian trained the way they are to react to those phrases. And like, what? It doesn't make sense. It's like we're living in two different worlds. fact-based witness to the insurrection. Jim Jordan is one of the members Nancy Pelosi banned from the commission today. He represents... Also, I want to say that was somebody else's quote. I That tweet was sus as fuck. Because I, I saw that quote going around at the time. I want to say that was probably a retweet of somebody else's quote. Because as I pointed out, that was a like a Fox News graphic that they made and then like cut and pasted the text into. That's why you didn't see the hashtags he was reading off. Something is amiss about that. But hey, not like I've ever accused right-wingers of deception, right? Speaking of deception, here's Jim Jordan who helped cover up sexual abuse at Ohio State University. We're happy to have him join us tonight. Congressman, thank you very much for coming on. Good to be with you, Tucker. So I, I don't want to spend too much time on the congresswoman from Wyoming, 
But I wonder why she and the rest of the Democrats telling us that this commission is so important won't answer basic questions like why can't we see the surveillance footage and who shot Ashley Babbitt and how many FBI informants were in the crowd that day? Why won't they answer basic factual questions? I want those answers. I would assume that's what the committee is for. For Tucker, the fundamental question, which is why wasn't there a proper security posture that day? It wasn't like we didn't know there was a rally. Trump. It wasn't like we didn't know it would be a big rally. After all, it was a President Trump rally. Why wasn't there a proper security presence? And, and th th that's a question that only, as you pointed out in your monologue, only the Speaker of the United States House of Representatives can answer. But my guess is, Tucker, my guess is the reason she didn't have the proper presence there is because think about what happened all last year. It's not her decision. It's not her decision. They said, oh, if you're a rioter or a looter and you're attacking police that we're defunding and you're... There is a, the, the people that have the power is a committee. It's the, like the two sergeant at arms and then the Capitol Police Department. And I think there's one other person. Nancy Pelosi has no say whatsoever in that. You're, you're destroying small business. We're going to bail you out. of. We're going to raise money to bail you out of jail. So with that background, she couldn't have the presence that you need that day. So I think that is the fundamental question. Well, wait, you don't wait, hear wait, wait. Representative uh, Cheney or anyone else talking about that. Right. Well, Cheney's a, obviously a shill. But I, I have to... False equivalent. She's obviously a shill. She's obviously a shill. Explanation. So immediately after... January 6th, Pelosi called the army in, yeah. built a wall, ironically, around the building. Put I'm kind of, like, I'm amazed Flynn isn't a regular guest on with Tucker, to be honest with you. Rose of the Capitol Police in other states, her own Praetorian Guard, etc. So she's clearly for law enforcement when they protect her. Christopher Ray refused to get on a conference call about preparation for January 6th before it happened. They knew it was coming. They did. Ray being the FBI director. The protesters in. Might have been acting, still acting or whatever the fuck. They just did it in Michigan. We're going to get into it in a second. Why isn't there a good faith investigation into the FBI's behavior? Or do Republicans somehow trust the FBI? Republicans somehow trust the FBI. Now, I'm all for investigating the FBI at any point in time. Let's always do it. Let's always have the FBI under investigation. Let's do the CIA as well. I think Tucker's interested in that. How about the NSA? Let's disband the NSA. Tucker, you may remember a few weeks ago when we had the FBI director in front of the Judiciary Committee, I asked him about what happened to the Hoopers up in the, in the state of Alaska, who were, their door was kicked in, they were handcuffed, that held at gunpoint and interrogated for four hours. They weren't even in the Capitol. So I've been... That sounds like shit that happens to innocent Americans every fucking day and that people were out in the streets protesting all last summer. Jim Jordan. I play videos of it on this show all the time. Impressing for those, those answers to those kind of questions as well. But the fundamental question is, why wasn't there a proper security presence that particular... And, like, let's... The the they're pro-police in so, as, as, as so far as they're the... They're pro-the police that were there attacking the Capitol that day. So they accepted it. Everything was fine. It was reported this morning. But last night... So that was news that was of, of yesterday. Last night, I go on your network, and I raise these very points, and I talk about this, and suddenly, Shazam, today... Speaker changes everything. Mr. Banks and Mr. Jordan can't be on the committee. So uh, maybe that's the reason. Maybe she just doesn't want to answer that fundamental question or any other questions. This is all political, and we've known that from the start. 
Jim Jordan of Ohio. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. I just like just two days. These people, I just brazenly full of shit. I. Oh. Let's move on. Let's talk about Bob Dole. It's his birthday. Oh, Bob Dole. Bob Dole says he's still a Trumper. First of all, let's talk about the fact that I was surprised to know that it was Bob Dole's birthday because I was surprised to learn that Bob Dole is still fucking alive. And I assume this is an old picture. Former Republican presidential nominee Bob Dole told USA Today he was still a Trumper as he approaches his 98th birthday today. A former longtime senator from Kansas, Dole was one of the few GOP elder statesmen to support former President Donald Trump in 2016 and the only former presidential nominee to attend this year's or that year's convention. I'm a Trumper, Dole, who's suffering from lung cancer, told the USA Today. I'm sort of trumped out, though. I think we all are. I'm betting Ron DeSantis in Florida is pretty trumped out. Here we go from a former presidential hopeful to a future presidential hopeful. Pressure mounts for DeSantis in Florida. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is facing mounting pressure on the home front as he looks to submit his superstar status among Republicans nationally. Over the past week, COVID-19 infections have surged in Florida to the point that the state now accounts for about one in five new cases in, in, in the country. Florida accounts for about one in five new cases. Vaccination rate, meanwhile, has begun to level off. At the same time, Florida's Gulf Coast is suffering from a particularly harsh bout of red tide, prompting local officials to call on the governor to declare a state of emergency. Way trumped out. And here's the thing is going forward. The more Trump talks leading into 2022 and the more visible he is, the better for Democrats. But, 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 the more Trump talks and the more visible he is leading into 2022, the worse it is for my mental health. Now, what would be sweet poetic justice? Put this in a song. You get up towards the 2022 midterm. Trump's already making plans to run for president. He's highly involved with the Republican Party. That works out to be a good thing for Democrats as it motivates the Democrats. Because, honest to God, I think absent of Trump, I think the Democrats are going to lose in the midterm. They might win the Senate or gain seats in the Senate because it's a favorable map. But in the House, ugh, that's rough terrain. So... Trump being involved is probably a good thing for Democrats' election chances in 2022. It would be sweet, sweet justice. We got up close to 2022. Trump's highly involved. And then, you know, um, he catches COVID again. He gets a, a, a Delta Lambda Plus kind of cocktail. And then we don't ever hear from him again. It's, it would be a big story going into the 2022 election. But Trump caught the COVID again. 
we can hope. I, you know, there's no God, so we know that's not going to happen. There's no arbiter of what is just in the world, that's for sure. Troubles in Florida are putting pressure on DeSantis as he seeks to carve out a more robust national profile for himself in anticipation of what his supporters and critics alike see as a potential 2024 presidential run. Now, what I do want to see is the moment that Trump sees DeSantis as a threat and then the two of them go at it. DeSantis is walking a very, very fine line right now. He took a fundraising trip to California last month ahead of his 2022 re-election bid. Over the weekend, he traveled to Texas to visit the southern border where Florida law enforcement is deployed. And he was in Aspen, Colorado earlier this week for a meeting of the Republican Governors Association. Maybe DeSantis catch a little COVID as he's traveling all around. He's running for president, not for governor. He's much more interested in fundraising and shallow and destructive appeals to the MAGA base. Thomas Kennedy, a Democratic National Committee member from Florida, said the guy has a big responsibility and he's abdicating it for his own political aspirations, the rise in COVID-19 cases in the state, combined with DeSantis's recent trip to the southern border, prompted a scathing editorial from the Orlando Sentinel's editorial board on Tuesday. It was a fun read. I highly encourage you to go check it out. Suggested that the governor was more interested in burnishing his 2024 presidential ambitions than addressing Florida's public health challenges. Ah. Duh. Moving up from Florida to Tennessee. A commission has voted to move a controversial bust out of the Capitol. I'm just worried that you're going to have a whole bunch of vaccinated people trading it around and it's going to become vaccine resistant. That's my worry. Those breakthrough cases worry me. Not because I'm worried that, you know, the people that are going to vaccine, that have, have had a vaccine right now, are going to get sick. It's that it's going to diminish vaccine efficacy. But I'm also, I'm not a, I'm not a health expert. And I would think if that's a possibility, our government would be acting a little different. Please tell me that's true. Please tell me that's true. Please tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. And that's not a possibility. We we should have took the summer off. We should have told everybody like, hey, go outside, enjoy the weather, go camping with your family. But we're not... These amusement parks, Disneyland, I'm sorry, Media Winch. I know like she's already on her way to Disneyland right now. Disneyland needs to be shut down. Stay, stay, like, in your little immediate circles. If you're all vaccinated, you can take your masks off, have backyard parties and everything. Pay people to stay home while it's the summertime. We take a little lull over the summer, and then maybe we can get back if we get the vaccination rate high enough, and we we curb the infection rate, that we can get back to some sense of normalcy, and get the rest of the world vaccinated. That's a huge problem! Because dealing with it here only helps us for so long if 
if it's true that like it's just going to keep mutating and could be mutating to something more deadly, we need to get the rest of the world vaccinated as quickly as possible. Yes, messaging in this administration has been all over the place. And that's something I'm going to talk about when we talk about Jill Biden touching down Tokyo. We, we went over it last night with the uh, um, town hall. They were all up in each other's face. There was a crowd. Now, <laughs> I love it. Uh, uh, the right-wing sites were posting pictures like the, the pull-out shot, and it was only about a half-full auditorium. If it had been packed, they would have been like, oh, look at all these these uh, maskless people in this auditorium. Instead, because it was only half-packed, they went with like, oh, Biden can't draw a crowd. Yeah, that's, I, I'm not a medical expert. Do not take your medical advice from me. I'm just relaying information that I, I feel my, my expertise is understanding like proper sources and helping to weed through the bullshit. I know nothing about medical shit and even medical jargon gives me the willies and Being a little facetious there. I I would think if that's a a possibility in the very near future that our government would be acting a lot differently and they aren't acting differently. And but then again, we're a capitalist society and you know, got to keep that money money going. So got to send, you know, the dick into space. Commission votes to move Nathan Bedford Forrest bust from the Tennessee State Capitol. If you are not aware of who Nathan Bedford Forrest is, he is the founder of the Ku Klux Klan. Oh, hold on. Since we're, since we're on, the, on, the, on the topic here. There's a statue of Forrest that's outside of Nashville. You will see it on your way to Nashville if you're riding north on 65, coming up from Alabama. It is a hilarious statue. General Nathan Bedford Forrest. They kind of like him in Tennessee. Seems a little racist to me. They had a bust of him up in the state capitol. That is apparently gone now. Let's hear the news story from uh, Channel 5 in Nashville. After years of protests and controversy surrounding one bust, the figure of Nathan Bedford Forrest will soon have a new home after more than four decades on Capitol Hill. Forrest was a Confederate general, but also an early KKK leader. And activists have been working for years to remove the Forrest bust, but the process was far from simple. Following the vote, far from simple, just today, the bust will now come down. News Channel 5's Kyle Horan in 2021. You guys remember, uh, is it Ghostbusters 1 or Ghostbusters 2? I want to say it's probably Ghostbusters 1. It's been a long time since I've watched them. But like the, the like the dock workers are looking at the window and the Titanic comes in. It's Ghostbusters 2, isn't it? The Titanic comes in, they're like, 
Better late than never. That's how I feel about this bus coming down. Moving very soon. Tomorrow morning at eight o'clock, actually. Oh, it's still up. For that move earlier today. After decades of protest, this was all it took to take down the forest bus. It's still up right now. It's still in the Capitol until fucking what? 11 hours and 12 minutes from now. God damn. Governor McNally, how do you vote? No. Speaker Sexton, how do you vote? No. Secretary Hargett, how do you vote? Aye. Comptroller Lumpower, how do you vote? Yes. Treasurer Lord, how do you vote? Still people voting to keep it. God damn. Clear majority. Five to two to remove the statue from the state capitol. A victory for advocates they've been working years to obtain. Plus, this is the third commission that had to agree on the issue to make the change. I think it's crazy that statues, Confederate statues, have more due process than Tennesseans. That these statues, there's more of a process to protect these statues than it is to protect the rights of Tennesseans, the health care of Tennesseans. Goddamn right! And so I think that this statue um, is, is a reminder that we still have work to do and that this vote today is not a, a, a cause to stop, but it's a cause to say keep going, that if we organize together, that we can change things in the state. No more walking out this elevator, then boom, there he goes. Time to go. Fuck! We followed longtime activist Justin Jones to the forest bus. He wanted to look at it one more time. Everything it represents is know that Klan members stood in front of it to hold a press conference. It's just, it's time to go. It was here he and Representative London Lamar talked about what this means for them. So symbolically, we won't have to pass four statues like this as we walk into this chamber right here to make laws that benefit all Tennesseans. But there were two in opposition of the removal of the bus. Yeah, let's hear about them. Governor Randy McNally and Speaker of the House Cameron Sexton both voted to keep the statue in place. They both look like assholes who would vote to keep the statue there. The left-wing activists who are pushing an anti-American, anti-history agenda here in Tennessee and across the nation will not stop with Nathan Bedford Forrest. Anti-American and anti-history. The fuck is he talking about? I believe that he's admitting that racism is woven into the fabric of America by saying trying to take down a bust of the founder of the Klan is anti-American. Sexton compared. I might, I might be reading that wrong though. But the final word went to Justin Jones, who left this sign on Forrest's last day at the Capitol. This is about removing symbols and policies of white supremacy, so we can redeem the South. I would give anything to piss on that statue. There's going to be two other Tennessee admirals that will be moved to the State Museum. And I've been told by the governor's office that they will actually be ready to view next Tuesday. Reporting live outside the state capitol, Kyle Horan, News Channel 5. Kyle, thank you. Now, where is it going? The removal escalated over the last year and a half, but as Kyle mentioned, they were few from new. Didn't even get installed until 1978. They put it up in 1978. This timeline shows the history of the bust, including the protests surrounding its placement the day it arrived at the Capitol in 1978. You can take a deeper look at the history ahead of the removal. By the way, that's another thing that right-wingers like to bring up. Is like, why are they protesting about it now? It stood there all that time. Nobody would protest about it. Actually, 
most Confederate monuments were indeed protested when they were put up. But you know, you, I'm anti-history or some shit. From one white supremacist terrorist to another one, and this one is scary, guys. Uh, I think we actually have a video package. This is from Newsy. Matthew Heimbach, the neo-Nazi who was one of the co-organizers of the 2017 Unite the Right rally. There was a whole... I think he was in some kind of swing group with his wife or some shit. He had another neo-Nazi that was fucking her and they started having some weird... I Don't hold me to this. There was There was some domestic incident that had something to do with... Like, you know, cheating on somebody, something with other neo-Nazis, and cucking. That all happened. I think he also had some legal issues after the 2017 Unite the Right rally. Apparently, he is making a comeback, and he spoke to Newsy. What you're about to hear are highly disturbing ideas, but we're airing them because they speak to a trend. Content warning, fuckers. An extremist who was. Oh, I am. I am. I have no issue with people doing and and like. Oftentimes, people assume I'm a cock. Like I'm not into like power dynamics or anything. I just, I just like inviting everybody over. <laughs> no, 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 no. Do not degrade me or anything. No. But do let me suck that dick after it comes out of that pussy. It was instrumental in getting white supremacists to attend the deadly 2000... Nothing, nothing against if you do like the cucking. ...plans to relaunch his old hate group. And in an interview, Matt Heinbach says he supports violence and killings in what he says is a revolution against rich corporate executives, global elites, and even those who have caused global warming. Adopting the language of the left. This is fucking scary. These people have names and addresses, okay? Their kids have names and addresses, and the capitalist class... By By the the way, by the way... Nazis hate disco. I hawked my stuff when I was on at, uh, with the Plex last night for Intellectual Dollar Tree. So I'll give them a plug. You can get a sweet Nazis hate disco shirt. Now, Dave says the grifter Dave Rubin shirt is the top seller. I like the shirt. I think it's cool. I like the Nazis hate disco. I'm like, ah, that's the coolest shirt ever. I've got to have one to be liquidated um you know that it's it's called class war for a reason any violence the proletariat brings is simply in self-defense the proletariat oh my god fuck this dude fuck this dude some people will say uh, matt matt heinbach's off his rocker and he's he's he is for harming for harming certain people here how many cities need to be swallowed by the ocean before we could oh yeah tones we're on the same wavelength here. Specific people did this because they did. What Heimbach is doing is he's lighting a match and he's handing the matchbook to somebody else. Extremism expert Heidi Byrick says this rhetoric is especially concerning coming from Heimbach, who spent years building networks with neo Nazis and other extremists in the U.S. and internationally. 
And if he has a large enough audience and he's been in this movement for a long time, there may be somebody out there who picks up this idea and they're going to hear this rhetoric. And the scary thing is that somebody might act on it. I'm a political organizer. I'm worried about like the Jimmy Dore kind of the dumb, dumb left as producer Dave calls him stumbling onto this kind of shit. That could be a force that we don't want to see come together. That's why this is so scary to me. I know my lane to stay in. If others are moved to take different tactics, I'm not here to condemn them. Jimmy Door! The capitalist system. You won't pull the trigger yourself, but you'll 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 applaud if it were to happen. If they did the right thing, wouldn't you? The right thing meaning kill the elites. I mean, wouldn't you? Einbach was dubbed the Little Fuhrer by the Southern Poverty Law Center as he rose to become one of the most recognizable faces for white nationalism in America. He co-founded the Traditionalist Worker Party in 2015, a neo-Nazi group that advocated for a racially pure white ethnostate. Group's members in Heimbach created a coalition of white nationalist groups, showed up at key Nazi events. Now, like, I want to be clear, like, it may have been like Robert Evans, I heard talk about it, like, when the right picks up on global warming, that's when we're going to see something incredibly scary. And here it is. It might not have been right. It was somebody that I was listening to five, six years ago. Maybe a little later. Maybe maybe it was around 2016, 2017 time. The right, yeah, just to call it the right thing. But no, it's it's the leftist rhetoric, which I mean, clearly he always had a, he was adopting Nazi tactics, which that was one of the tactics of the Nazis, to adopt the, the rhetoric of the left. Why they called themselves the Socialist Party. And connected with international extremists. But the group dissolved in 2018. For a time, Heimbach said he was out of the white power movement altogether. But now he plans to relaunch the traditionalist worker party as what he calls a national Bolshevik group that takes inspiration from Marxism in China and targets global elites. Of course, this doesn't mean he's abandoned all of his beliefs from his neo-Nazi days. Of course not. As religion? No. The increased violence from racially and ethnically motivated violent extremists over the past few years has governments around the globe concerned. Last week, top U.S. State Department officials and their counterparts in the U.K., Germany, and Norway launched a new global effort to thwart the extremism. The United Nations Security Council Counterterrorism Committee recently reported a 320% increase in extreme right-wing terrorism globally in the five years prior to 2020. Large-scale attacks have occurred in Norway, in New Zealand, in Germany, and in the U.S., to name a few. And with many of these attacks, the perpetrators have drawn inspiration from each other. And Heimbach named former presidents, and the current one, among those who someone should hold accountable. George W. Bush should go on trial. Barack Obama should go on trial. Donald Trump should go on trial. Joe Biden should go on trial. But when the system doesn't arrest or do put these people on trial. There are names and addresses. And and I will not be, I, I mean, I'm not a soldier, right? Uh, I will not be ordering anyone to do anything. Uh, but I will not condemn revolutionaries that, uh, you know, stand in their own self-defense. Matt, where do you draw the line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it okay to... That's what they've been trying to do with the Boogaloo Boys and paint them as as left wing. As left wing. When you when you want to not incriminate yourself, you don't just. Oh, you got it, you got it. But I'm 
I'm not touching that one. But why not just say no? That's not okay. Oh, well, I'm not a liar. So I'm just not. And he he totally knows what he's doing. That's why he gave this interview. That's why he said this shit. Fuck! I played right into it too. Like he wanted to get played on shows like mine. Fuck! Gotta touch it. Because Heimbach is a longtime influencer among extremists. Heidi Byrick says this rhetoric is dangerous. We've had so many lone wolf attacks coming from people who will... Yeah, he was highly organized. Leading up to 2017, I, I was amazed at how well stitched together their networks were. This isn't something now where if you ignore it, it's going to go away. Mark Greenblatt, Newsy, outside Washington, D.C. Uh, I don't know, it's kind of wrong of Newsy to... Give him that platform. Hey, was I the person that claimed that they were um, underage? One, do you believe them? Or do you believe that that was D-A-G-K-F or whatever the fuck? And freedom of the... It was the same person, right? They came in and went out. One, one, One was here, left, and then the other one came in, left, and then the other one came... So they were all the same person, right? Or was I wrong to go off on the one that claimed to be underage? And I, I should have I should have been a little nicer to them. I struggle with, you know, what my tactics should be. And once again, I am a comedian. I make no I make no bones about, you know, I'm not here to convert people. I am more for entertainment purposes. Really? I So like my my lane that I want to occupy is I want to steal like the incel types. I want to get the the Jimmy Dore audience. I want to get the people that like the raw crudeness and blah blah blah. And then make let me be a doorway to other people that are better with theory and shit. Yeah, was it the Bisbee? Or was it the DGFK or whatever the fuck? The DGFK or something. They were in the uh, the Hell in a Cell times. Yeah, there you go. That's the that's the audience that I want to go for. And, you know, people that you know, like seeing, you know, right-wingers get destroyed. But, you know, like, I have the ability to argue logically, and I I am a decent communicator. I can make good arguments, and I can win people over. I choose not to do it. (laughs) It, um... We might we might raid twenty seven dollars here in a second, not in a second. I've I've got a little more shit to do. We may hold off on the Olympic story until tomorrow because I got a whole bunch of Olympic stories. See if Sparkles wants to talk about it. Yes, don't forget to join me tomorrow. It is the very last Friday Troll Patrol. The Troll Patrol moves to Sunday, starting August the first. The Friday Night Freak Show. Starts February, February, 
The Friday Night Freak Show. There's a lot of that's a lot of f words. The Friday Night Freak Show starts Friday the thirteenth. So you think they were legit? I just thought the timing was a little odd. That the DGFK, whatever the fuck their name is, left. They came in, and then when they left, that's when the Freedom Press came in. So I wondered if they were the same person, but it was it was a completely different tone. It was a good troll. If the seg the Bisbee was actually, you know, not genuine. That was a good troll. If their goal was to just get me, I mean, I like arguing with people. I've said it so many times, you know. I'm just sitting here reading the news until somebody comes in and wants to argue. (laughs) That's what I want to fucking do. Yeah, not just to come in and start, like, uh, talking about other things. Okay. That makes... I, I want to say DKGF and, and Free Press are the same person. I want I want to say. I might be wrong, though. If I don't do those stories tonight, Sparkles won't want to do those. Those are too hard news. Uh, I'm going to skip them. I'm going to go to... Remember, there was a uh, basketball game on the other night, apparently. I mean, I like getting off topic. It's it's not the... But, it, like, if you're coming with the purpose to try to derail me, like, I want you to call in or hop in the Discord. I want to have an actual conversation as opposed to... Because, you know, it sucks to sit here and have to wait for their response and everything. Especially me, because I'm, a, I'm an actual broadcaster. Dead air. Uh freaks me out, right? So I build the time when I'm on air. Uh, all right, um there's a basketball game on the other night. Oh, I'm sorry there wasn't enough kittens. Okay, like, by the way, as we're coming to the end of the show, I always end with animal videos, and I've got a super cute one tonight. Be sure to stick around for that. More cats, they say. Hey, cats, Smokey, where are you at? Okay, none of them are in the living room right now, which is very odd. They're usually all around me. They're having some kind of cat meeting in the bedroom, and that makes me worried. Cats, what are you doing? They're plotting something. 
assholes. Oh, I gotta unblock ads here. I I tried to give you more cats. It really is odd. They stay right next to me at all times. So it is very weird that there is not a cat in this living room right now. Because usually as I do the show, Smokey is over there on the cat tree. Thox is usually there in that chair that's at my other desk, my workbench, where I repair cords and shit. Oh! Oh, no way! Are we getting a phone call? Caller, you're on the Troll Patrol. What's going on? I'm great. How about yourself? What's going on? Not a thing. What do you want to talk about? I'm just curious about your thoughts about uh, Brian Danielson possibly going to AEW. Oh, wow. Um. Okay, so if Brian Danielson has signed with AEW, I hope that the first feud is with Kenny Omega. I didn't expect that out of you. Really? Well, I think he's coming straight off of WrestleMania. Or, I, like, he was the main event of the pay-per-view after WrestleMania. That's, like, the last time we saw him on TV. Kenny's Kenny's the champ right now. What else What else would you do? Now, here's my thing. If I had uh, CM Punk, my first feud with Punk would be against Colt Cabana if they can work together. I didn't think they were friends anymore. It doesn't matter if they're friends or not. They need to be able to do business because that matches money. I didn't know you were into wrestling. <laughs> I am very much into it. Not only am I into wrestling, but like booking would be my dream job. Wow. Yeah, I mean, exciting times, huh? Um. Well, I have my problems with AEW. I usually enjoy the pay-per-views. My problem has been like the the war games, the blood and guts match was really fucking good until like the last twenty minutes, and then it sucked ass. It was uh, too long, and they had commercials. Yeah, yeah. I, um, and then the uh, uh, um, what was the Jericho the, what, bump looks stupid. The Jericho bump looks stupid, and then the um. The exploding ring match. Like, I got really excited for that. Like, I went back and watched some Onada fucking funk matches to get ready for it. And, like, I thought Mox and Omega did a really good job with the match. So, it's a shame that that ending sucked ass that bad. It would have been beautiful had it gone off without a hitch. And, and... Okay, three years ago, I was calling Jericho the greatest of all time, and now I hate him. What's your What's your opinion on Jericho? I, I see where you're coming from. He was the kind of guy to have a good match with anyone in his sleep, and now I feel like he's just, you know, sort of dialing it in and doesn't want to hang it up. That's exactly right. He is just phoning in his performances now. He's not the Jericho of old anymore. Yeah, and every time he does that line, salt, I fear, I don't know if you remember Hayabusa. Oh, absolutely. I feel like he's going to pull a Hayabusa and paralyze himself. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but, I got to get to bed. I'm falling asleep over here. Oh, is this Warlord? 
Absolutely. What's up, my friend? It's a it's a pleasure to finally get to talk with you. All right, I gotta go to bed. Good night, my friend. We'll see you later. Good night. Awesome. Oh, you guys. <laughs> yeah, I am kind of a nerd about wrestling. I play video games too. Like I'm, I am pretty nerdy. <laughs> Uh, I, I thought about doing a, my two best friends in high school were both workers. One is still a worker. So, um, we talked, we, <laughs> we were talking about, I, I had all that prepared about, uh, Kenny Omega and Daniel Bryan, all the feuds and everything. Cause me and my buddy were getting high after he got home from work. And we were discussing wrestling, and I was telling him all my plans. Like, my first feud with CM Punk would be the Colt Cabana feud. Then you move on with CM Punk to go to MJF. Like, I'm salivating over this. Daniel Bryan, meanwhile, has a three-match go with Kenny Omega. Bryan loses the first time, but the entire match, like, Bryan beats Omega, Bryan beats Omega, but there's always, like, you know, interference. There's hoginess going on. Callus... Helps cost Brian the very first match. Brian wins against Omega in the second match, and then you know he shuts Omega down in the third match. Then you ten, you move Kenny Omega over to feud with CM Punk. So CM Punk's first three feuds are Colt Cabana, then you go MJF, and then you go Kenny Omega. I mean, tell me I would not be a good booker. We even do this when I'm playing Injustice with my buddy. Like, we'll, we'll we'll have some random fights. I'm like, you know what? I did really good with Green Arrow. That'd be Let's take him up against Bane. Like, you've been on a roll with Bane tonight. That'd be a good matchup. I am a nerd. I'm sorry. Crowbar and Grill in Michicot offered a free shot for every free throw Giannis made. Then he made 17 of them. I know jack shit about basketball. I am I am not a nerd. I have no clue if I said this dude's name right. I have no clue who... Milwaukee won, right? They're the NBA champions? Something like that. Fuck yeah! That you can't book! Like, day by day! It's wrong! You have got, well, I'm also, like, I'm a creative writer, so everything's got to fit together. Everything's got to flow together. I'll tell you what's wrong with WWE right now, too. Fuck. But, like, I am not the wrestling fan I used to be. Like, like me and my buddies never missed Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, especially, like, during the Paul Heyman era and the, like, early aughts of SmackDown. Oh, my God. Never missed an episode. I haven't watched an episode, a full episode of Raw in 10 years. The last full episode of Raw I probably watched was the one I attended in like 2013? It was the Not After Hell in a Cell in 2012 or 2013. It was like Ryback versus Punk at that Hell in a Cell and like the Shield debuted and I was at the Raw the night after. 
That's the last time I've watched a full episode of Raw. Oh, I'm sorry. I was also reading a story to you guys, and I still had the phone played up. My apologies. Milwaukee Bucks superstar Giannis. I oh, I'm so sorry, dude. And and if I knew his name, I was this like I'm sure like announcers said I could just looked it up easy easily. Giannis Antik I am I'm not even gonna try. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, that was that they they had been on a downslide for years. Uh, wrestling has not wrestling has not been good. Does seem kind of Greek, doesn't it? Giannis isn't known for his free throw percentage, but his clutch performance Tuesday night may have given local bar goers a little more than they bargained for. The Crow Bar and Grill, by the way, Crow, not Crow Bar, the Crow Bar, witty. The Crow Bar and Grill in Michicot offered free shots for every free throw. I'm going to say his first name again, Giannis. Made. That seemed like a pretty frugal special for a player who shot about 59% from the free throw line during the regular season. Instead, he made 17 of 19 free throws. The Green Bay Press Gazette says they're still still waiting back or to hear back from the bar owners if any patrons took full advantage of the special. Did somebody sit there and drink 17 fucking shots for free on the bar? It sounds like alcohol per- poisoning to me. We hope they had some strong coffee this morning. I assume the bar came through. Okay, NXT there for a few years. Giannis? Giannis. Thank you, Crix. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, if I had known, I would have asked my... I've got a friend that fucking loves basketball. I would have asked him to, like, tell me. He totally would have. But I that's another thing with this show. It's your first time here. I Most of these stories I'm reading for the first time. Some stuff I kind of skim through to see if I want to do it on the show. Make sure I have the full video of clips. But usually, I am reacting genuinely to the shit that we watch. Holy, oh my god. Go back and watch clips of me reacting to like the racist woman in Alabama that was like cussing out her boyfriend. Oh, like <laughs> My reactions are great. Alright, there's a rat in Parliament in Australia. I'd say there's quite a few of them, but at least one uh, kind of brought Parliament to a halt. Oh shit, she screamed. I, I didn't have the volume up yet. Hold on, hold on. Oh, come on. They're all adults. They're all like. This dude gets it. He's like, oh, it's just a fucking rat. What are you worried about? Oh, she's a badass. She's like, oh, come on. What the fuck? My only issue with a rodent is like if I, if I don't have shoes on. Seeing a rat in my apartment is going to freak me out because I'm sitting here barefoot right now. But on, on the flip side of that, if a fuzzy thing started rubbing up against my foot, I'd just think it's a cat, so... Jonas. 
Giannis. Giannis wasn't a bad guess. I do not make any uh, any claims of being able to pronounce. I, I am a country boy. I am from Kentucky and I'm sitting in Alabama. I do my best to show people respect and I try to get names correct. All right, now for your cuteness overload, I promise. And you didn't even know it was going to be as cute as what it is. It's a bat. This bat chomping on a fucking banana is one of the cutest things I've ever seen in my life. Look at his little eyes. And he's adorable. These little cheeks full of banana. I didn't know bats were this goddamn cute. I am uh I am not anti rat at all. As I said, it would startle me if it was in my house just because I don't have shoes on, but if I'm sitting in Parliament with fucking shoes on, I rat's not gonna bother me that much. I'm not gonna be hopping up on the table or screaming like the other lady did. Look at him, he's so adorable. He has a little tongue sticking out. Yo, he's had too much banana. His fucking cheeks are full. Why are you are you trying to choke the little guy? What the hell? I kind of want a bat now. Look at this. I mean, he's a sweetie. I should have saved this for Sparkles. Sparkles will love this. I actually saved a Pitbull video for Sparkles for tomorrow. I look at him. He just keeps looking at me. There's like two more minutes of this. I love it. I can sit here and watch him eat this banana all day. Yeah, what kind of, what kind of puppy you got? Yes, I've seen the opossum eating a strawberry. Fucking possums are cute as shit until they open their mouth, and which I mean, that's a, it's like a a, a, a mechanism for warding off predators where they're like, <laughs> and they got the teeth and everything. Oh my! You're gonna choke the little guy. He's got his mouth fucking full. Oh shit! Now we're getting a koala. Oh, poor little dude's got something wrong with his nose. Oh, I hope he wasn't in the in the fires. I think this comes from uh, Australia. It's a koala. Oh, little dude. A turtle eating a strawberry. I've got a friend who would love that. She loves turtles. I... Clearly, I like the animal videos. You know, I use them for the show. So, like, anytime I come across a cute turtle video, I gotta send it to her. Here's you some turtles. She loves tiny turtles. Oh, koalas are so cute too. I'm gonna. I'm sorry, buddy. Like, you're you're adorable, and I would love on you, especially with your your poor nose and your ears. I wonder. I wonder if they rescued him from the 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 fire. Oh, they're saying like it's scary. Oh, poor dude. I I would have like 
I'd want to love on him and hug him and shit. Then, like, he probably wouldn't like that because because of his skin. Oh. I want to go. I want to. I'm sorry, buddy. I want to go back to the bat. He's like he's shaking. He's oh, those eyes. It wasn't too big for him. He just shoved it right in. That's what she said. He keeps asking if he wants another bite of banana. He's got his fucking cheeks full. All right. I'm going to send you guys over to $27 if you're watching on the Twitch. We'll see if our friend is still over there. And I'll be nice to them if they are. So go ahead. Light one up. Tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. Don't forget we got the very last... Friday Troll Patrol with Sparkles with Sparkles Lavendar coming at you tomorrow night so be sure to tune in for that I'm Justin Freakin we'll see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol live <laughs>